Hello, Ray. How are you? I'm good, Sean. Are you well? I'm good. Yeah. Thank you. And we want to let listeners know that Ray and I are chatting through the video conferencing app Teams right now, and we're recording ourselves that way. So we are practicing physical distancing. Yeah, it's a bit weird not being in our regular studio setup, but this is what we need to do, right? It's it's critical for all of us to practice physical distancing to stop the spread of the coronavirus. It's also important for all of us to stay connected, whether online or over the phone, to the people we care about. So it's been a crazy few weeks. The world is in the midst of a COVID-19 pandemic, and physical distancing and remote working have become the norm across Canada. And that includes us here at George Brown College. So Team GBC had one week to figure out how to ensure students could successfully complete their winter term. One week to adapt to this massive work shift. Crazy. But it wasn't only the academic side that had to be figured out. Team GBC also had to find a way to ensure student supports were in place. A tall task when you can't meet in person. And these services become even more important when feelings of anxiety and uncertainty are heightened. So how did we do it? We know there are awesome stories from across the college of support staff going that extra mile and showing off their problem-solving skills, managers keeping their teams motivated, and making sure they had access to the right tools and faculty innovating on the fly. And students who've proven they can adapt, learn, and continue to thrive amid this unprecedented situation. Today, we're bringing you two examples of Team GBC members who rose to the challenge. Um, so we'll just start off with some introductions. If you could tell me, um, give me your name and, and what you do at the college and how long you've been at the college. So we'll start with you, uh, Marlene. I'm Marlene Slopak and I teach in architectural technology. Um, specifically, I've been teaching uh, semesters five and six, the third year graduating class. And I've been at the college um, about uh, 13 years, something like that. Mm, cool. And Pearl? Uh, my name is Paul Raju. I'm the manager of library services. Uh, I've been here at George Brown for six years, and um, I manage uh, library services together with uh, two other managers. So, Marlene, if you could open with this. Um, how did you make the pivot to incorporate working remotely, physical distancing, and providing online services to students? I guess I embraced Blackboard Collaborate Ultra. Um, I did have a lot of information on Blackboard in the last few years, so it wasn't that difficult to add this extra kind of live um, talking together with students. On the other hand, it was really challenging even for myself to get the mic working, the camera working, and um, the students also did have their individual issues. Some of them weren't able to get their mics working, speakers working, etc. But um, since I do meet with them at least the same group twice a week, we managed to get through the glitches. That's great. And Pearl, what about what about you? The library uh, is in a good position to work online because we've actually uh, made a transition to incorporate digital resources uh, in our services at some 10 years now already. And uh, we've embedded some of our services in Blackboard. 
So we have already set up a lot of services online for students and, you know, we've been supporting that over the years. So in this uh, period, it, it was just a matter of emphasizing our online provisions versus the physical provisions we have in the library itself. Can you tell us um, some of the main challenges you faced during this quick turnaround um, and how you overcame these problems? I will start with you, Marlene, if you can um, kind of go through what some of the main challenges you you faced were. Yeah, um, I guess the main challenge for me was actually just learning that new um, software and making sure I had the equipment that was actually going to work. The main issue I had, in fact, with my students, they also were missing hardware and software. Uh, that was the toughest challenge. The uh, program that I teach, our students produce construction drawings. Um, they do it through specific software, and it takes a very robust computer to support this software. And about 30% of our students really did not. They might have had an old computer or a weak computer and uh, didn't know what to do. So we have been trying to get some functioning computers for them. But at this point, even now, there's some that just um, don't have the correct software hardware. So I had to reevaluate my program to see, well, what we really need from our students Mm -hmm. to produce. We're used to seeing them as computer drawings, but um, there's no reason um, I'm not teaching a computer course teaching them software i'm teaching them uh what is appropriate what we need to include in a set of um construction drawings so as long as they can produce drawings or the information that's what's important we modified the product uh such that they could even do manual drawings and um, give us information uh even sometimes in form and essay format on building code requirements, sustainable design requirements that didn't actually um, require drawings. The focus really on what they can produce to mark that rather than what we know they can produce, cannot produce. When the the closure and then the remote uh, alternative delivery of classes was announced, that probably caused some anxiety in your students, seeing as they're so reliant, their their programs so far had been so reliant on this software and on this technology. So how did you handle that as well? I guess, how did you help yeah. manage their anxieties around that as well? Yeah, I think that's, in fact, the hardest part. You know, we know we'll always find some solution, but the student doesn't necessarily know that. Um, I think... Uh, it was really important for me to reply to students immediately, um, even if I didn't know exactly what we were going to do about it, just to know um, they're not alone there, that we will find a solution. And, you know, slowly, um, as we figured out what would work um, best for each situation, because we had a number of different situations with different students um, um capabilities with what they are left with uh, between software and hardware, um, I modified the program that would suit them and gave them in writing what I would require from them. And, you know, we had this report back and forth. Not only did we email each other, but I always um, asked them if they wanted to chat, they can send me a phone number because some students are just more comfortable like that. 
but I think the key was to really reply very quickly and uh, produce some kind of um, encouraging response that they are able to complete the course by some way and, you know, will this is the format. And then if they say, well, they don't know how to do that or if another problem came up, uh, to quickly figure out um, something else that would work. Mm, and how and how about with other, you know, face to face interactions that you require in a normal school or a normal learning environment, say lectures? How did that change and what challenges did that um, bring yeah. up? Well, you know, actually, I, in a way, the challenge with lecture was more a challenge for myself than for the students, because I didn't even though I did have PowerPoint and my lecture time where I would speak through um, the PowerPoint, etc. I didn't realize how much I needed the uh, visual contact with the students and judging their reactions from their faces. We have, even though I might pause my lecture online to say, are there any questions? And maybe questions would come up. When I have a face-to-face -face lecture, I'll look at their faces and I guess I'll see whether they're understanding uh, whether they're bored, whether anyone's asleep, you know, when we need a break to change things up. I, I'm not sure I have a resolution to that yet, but actually something did happen the last lecture that I did, and I was going through really something kind of complicated. I was explaining them to have to calculate um, footings to hold up their buildings, and I had these diagrams that I was going through because you're able to share your documents and your windows and all that stuff. Things were going, I thought, quite well. And then somehow about 20 minutes later, I get this email saying, you know, you've been offline for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, so, so there, I, I still, um, the first time, my first lecture and my first week at studio classes, I never once got disconnected. So I was really so confident this week going into that lecture that I was just kind of just like floored when I found out. Um, I was shocked at how well it did go, uh, considering um, we were at such distances and uh there have been so many impediments and just the fear of the virus and all this uh, intimidating everyone. I thought things mm. were going really well. That's great. And Pearl, how how was the quick turnaround for you? And um, I know you manage quite a large team. So can you tell us about some of the challenges you faced with, you know, learning very quickly that, um, you know, all college employees would have to be working remotely and, and how to get everyone set up at home to deliver student services and to deliver uh, research uh, help and whatnot to, to students? I think, you know, uh, one of the, the things that motivated and motivates everybody is that we all understand why we have to do this and, and in, in needing to keep the distance and so on, that this is essential. So even though, you know, we... We heard at five o'clock we have to we we closing. It was a rush to get the libraries cleared out of you know students that were still around, and then think quickly about what would you need to take home, what would you need on your laptops, and, mm -hmm. and so on. Uh, 
you know, it was a challenge because at home we have, you know, various types of equipment. And and so the first few days I did find it a little bit challenging because we were all accessing things differently. And so if you had a Teams meeting, there are some people who can only chat on the meeting. Some people couldn't get into Teams just then um, and so on. So it was a little bit um uh, disjointed, and it took us, uh, you know, the first week or so to stabilize all of that. And what it also meant is we had to rethink uh, the work that staff would be doing. So mm-hmm. whereas when we in our physical space, we have a combination of online services as well as physically delivered services. And so for those people who offered the physical in-library services, they had to then be uh, pulled into the online delivery, which mm. required some refresher training. But uh, we got through that. We also had, um, because we work in a college consortium with other libraries, we did also get help through our, our colleagues, and we were able to learn how others are doing stuff. And so mm. the, the library community, most the colleges, really helpful in giving advice and, and you know, we were learning things from each other. Um, on the other side of working from home, you also have to get used to sitting in your dining room chair for eight hours. <laughs> not so comfortable. Um, and, uh, you know, learning to manage your time and not responding every time you see an email, but, you know, have a cutoff point. Because in, in the first weeks that we, we were closed, uh, mm. We had about 400 chat um, conversations with students about, you know, ranging from research to I can't log in and those kinds of questions. So each program, we sort of assemble uh, the top resources that will be useful for their for their program. And then we have some video tutorials. And then the librarians are are usually available, are, are always available, I won't say usually, for one-to-one support. It's just, uh, I found everybody quite resourceful, though. You know, as a problem came up, there were always solutions coming up as quickly as the problem came up, too. So everybody was helping each other out. I, I actually felt quite warmed about that kind of uh, community spirit amongst our team as well as others in the college. So it's very nice. Now we're um, into this new way of working. And what we'd like to know is how's it going for you? And also how are students reacting? Marlene? I, I think as Pearl said, it was really true. Like I think if we had forced students, you must take this online course, the in-class course is full. Um, students would have been very unhappy and complaining about everything that went wrong. But um, as Pearl says, they understand that we're doing this for the safety of of everyone. And I think because of that, they actually appreciate, I find the real appreciation, a lot of thank yous from students that, you know, things are going on um, as normally as possible. And their attitude, I find in general, I I think I, I teach over 100 students, and I don't think there is one that actually had, you know, a negative attitude. Even though they've had problems, nobody has told me they want to give up. They all seem positive. Um, I've put so much stuff 
um, on Blackboard. And even though, for instance, in my lecture this week, the students hung by 15 minutes with a dead com computer, not knowing <laughs> I was talking, when I came back after this uh, death by computer, I still had most of the students hanging in there. Pearl? Um, yeah, I, I'd say I described the first week as trial by fire, and then as the second week rolled in, we got more used to to things and and uh, adjusted and started adjusting. And and I have to say again, you know, it, it took uh, the cooperation of everybody, and so you know, I am quite proud of the, our team of of. Uh, the librarians and the, the library techs and the user service reps and managers and technologists, everybody was just, you know, had this can-do attitude and trying to figure out how to get through. We figured out, you know, uh, quite a few of the hiccups and we're getting to learn what the students, uh, some of the difficulties, and a lot of it was around technology access. And so, you know, in the first week of closing, we did open, uh, well, the second week we opened for a day, and uh, thanks to our user service reps who who uh, were brave enough to get back uh, despite all the, the growing concerns of the pandemic, uh, they came out to do these loans, and we, we loaned out, you know, uh, over 300 uh, pieces of equipment to students and we had to be very careful um, to for the safety of the students and the staff and to do this in a very controlled way um, mm. but you know that we had a lot of feedback from students at the time to uh, you know say how appreciative they were that um, they could get access to the, this equipment and in some cases some of the equipment had the specialized software that students needed and then the librarians have been working closely with the faculty to get uh, them ready for March 23rd to help them get content for the online teaching and get things set up into Blackboard um, and you know in some cases the, li the library staff had to help uh, beyond what they may normally do um, in terms of getting technology set up, et cetera. But, you know, it was all part of um, uh, just helping everybody to to get up to speed, get on board and get things going in the interest of of uh, getting, you know, some to some kind of uh, normality and stability. And is there anything that you've taken from this experience, this whirlwind of the last few weeks, that you think you might incorporate into your working life once everything eventually returns to normal? Marlene, can you think of um, anything? Yeah, you know, um, we were forced to quickly learn all this new software. And um, sometimes it takes that um, to get us going. And for certain, um, uh, I really like uh, all, like Zoom and all these and Collaborate Ultra. For sure that there are features that will be valuable that I'll mm -hmm. be using um, in the future. And I think also the students, it forced them also to, to learn. I think there's, you know, great satisfaction when uh, you find something really challenging and then you succeed. I think, you know, we've all 
actually gained a lot um, through this experience. And what's shocking is um, the enthusiasm of all the teachers to help each other and um, to not back down from this challenge. I, I don't know one of the um, teachers in our teams said, no, 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 I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Mm. Um, everyone, um, you know, knew they needed to embrace this and they really did it um, with a smile on their face. They did not um, complain at all. And um, I think that was uh, really rewarding that students and teachers, everyone uh, knew they had to do this and uh, they didn't begrudge and they did it with enthusiasm. That's great. So seeing everybody rise to the challenge. That's right. Yeah. And Pearl, what, what, is there anything you've taken from this experience that you can see yourself incorporating into working life once this life returns to normal? Yeah. Well, I've been hearing a lot of people saying that this is the new normal. So mm. um, it's, it's, it's we kind of just uh, have, have settled into it. But uh, and I also think that uh, you know we can no longer talk about the future of work because it, we're living it uh, as we we're working in this kind of environment. Mm. And but I, I when I reflect on it, I think it, it's opening up new opportunities uh, because you know not only in terms of distance learning and those kinds of things, but you know also to uh, achieve work-life balance, you know, work from home and not just for, for like faculty or so on, but even support staff now. It helps us to think of different ways that people can, can work and, and the way our work life is organized. And uh, from, a, from the academic support that we provide, um, I think I, now that some faculty are using the open educational resources. Um, I can see more and more uh, the value of 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 that uh, bank of titles and so on, and to put it out there more and get more people using it. Uh, you know, and, but definitely we also need more data about students and students' access to technology and, mm. and students' ability to work in an online environment. And, you know, while we teach students study skills and we teach them how to, you know, go about various things to be successful, I think this is one component that we need to add in terms of, of uh, soft skills and, and other things that we teach students. So those, those are the kinds of things I've been reflecting on as I'm going through this period. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you so much, Marlene and Pearl. We really appreciate you taking some time out of your afternoon to talk to us. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. That's a wrap on this special episode of WorkShift. What did you think? Email us at workshift at georgebrown.ca. We'd love to hear from you. It's the end of your WorkShift. Take care, everyone.